Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to They Talk A Good Game. Uh, I am your host, Lockie. I'm joined by my co-host, Harvey. Hello, welcome all. It is season's end. We have a victor. Congratulations to the Penrith Panthers. Congratulations. Oh, wow. What, what a game. It was, yes, I know. It was actually exceeded my expectations, Harvey. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it was a total arm wrestle, wasn't it? It was never going to be a clear-cut winner, um, no. and it looked that way right to the very end. Yeah. Rabideaus held their line so strongly, and Penrith, you know, they threw a lot at them but they were repelled consistently. Um, and it, it had the, all the makings of a classic, you know, yeah. Reynolds nails a kick or a drop oh. goal, we could have been an extra time. And had those moments that were just, what if? And there's a, there's a few. First one is Cody Walker. If he doesn't throw that pass that lands in Steve Crichton's arms, then the game remains a tie. Who knows how long it remains a tie for? Sure, not just that, but I think the Rabdos might have scored off that set. Oh, yeah. Because were- they play short to Gagai and then... They make a line break there. It's totally on. Yeah, and then you know, and then obviously the two the two Adam Reynolds moments, and he's never he's never in his career, you know, missed those opportunities. And then in in the most important game of his career, he does on two occasions the conversion from the sideline. The two point field goal would have been just fucking amazing. It would have been final. heroic. It would have um, put this grand final up there with your ninety sevens, your twenty fifteens, your. Uh, yeah, 89s, like the classics that people talk about. I think it sits just below them, but in the last few years, I think it's probably the best grand final we've seen since 15 at least. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, just the pressure that the Rabbitohs were under, they, they would look so tired. Yeah, It was like in that second half, especially, I just thought they're about to crumble here. They're about to fall. Penrith, you know, they've had the ball for too long. They've done far less tackles. They've had much easier game throughout. But in the end, it was it was that mistake from the Rabbitohs in that pass mm. and an intercept that got them those winning points and that winning try. Yeah, um, it, it was a tough one. Cody Walker would have been absolutely shattered. You know, he's already 30, 31, I think he's 31 now, um, mm. playing in his first grand final, having only debuted like five years ago. So the incredible rise of his career to now be have led his team to a grand final. And then for that moment, oh, he would have just been absolutely kicking himself. I don't know how many opportunities more he'll have at the grand final, although the Rabbitohs are going to remain strong, you'd think, but no Wayne Bennett, no Adam Reynolds. You know, there's they're a, different, a different looking team yeah. in 2022. I, I, think, I think they might struggle to repeat the, the performance that got them to this year's grand final next That's right. year. Yeah. Certainly over the next couple of years, they, they're still going to be a powerhouse in the comp but they're not coming in as favourites or second favourites next year. They're losing Reynolds. They're losing Bennett. Gagai's moving. Sewer's moving on as well. So there's quite a few positions that they're going to have new players coming into that need to step up and will probably take a year to develop into that premiership contender again. Yeah, and I think Cody Walker, 
without Adam Reynolds um, will it'll take some adjusting. He's played with him his whole career. Um, the times that he hasn't played with him in Origin level have not been his best performances. I think that it's just that relationship between the two halves. Reynolds is the perfect kind of halfback for Walker to play with. He's just solid. He gets his, his kicking game. He's on point. It's the same as like Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. Like it doesn't discount from Walker and Luai's abilities as five eights, but you know, you need that relationship with your yeah, halfback. They, so it they're was, both players that are very well complemented by their halfbacks. Yeah. Um, and there are very few halfbacks in the game, which you can be such an instinctive player and relying on your playmaking partner to, be in charge of the game management, in charge of the kicking game, um, field position, all that sort of stuff. And you just need to focus on those creative plays, um, finishing off sets well, and those types of things. Mm. And Walker, I, yeah. Is he going to be playing at the same level with somebody else on his inside? If he's going to take on more game management, game responsibility, I think that's going to take away from his running game. Yeah. So th- there are question marks, that's for sure. There are definitely question marks. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's. There's a few question marks over South Sydney for 2022 because Wayne Bennett leaves, and history has shown when Wayne Bennett leaves a club, they don't they don't pick up the pieces immediately. In fact, it often takes them a long, long time. Knights were left with a few wooden spoons. The Dragons are still recovering, um, and and the Broncos. I mean, this year have been and last year have been. A bit of a shambles. So I think, yeah, Wayne Bennett. He doesn't. He has no you know reason to have to plan for the long term future since he's doing short term stints at clubs at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. You worry uh, for Souths whether Dimitro's an untested um, first grade coach. Cody Walker's getting handed the keys to the team, which I don't think is, you know, the way that he's he thrives as a player to have that. Yeah, like you said, that responsibility. Mm. In saying that, though, Cody Walker's try this game completely kept them in the fight. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best individual tries in a grand final for some time. The fend on Cleary. Could it be on anyone better to send a message? <laughs> no. And then to, to finish it off the way he did. Um, yeah. If he keeps producing moments like that, the team aren't going to struggle too badly, you wouldn't think. But it's it's whether he's get going to get those chances. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And... Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Cleary and Walker were, were sort of going at each other all night. The same, he, Cleary kind of got one back on him. I mean, I guess it was a different sort of scenario, but when Walker threw the pass, Cleary mm. let him know about it. Um, that's sort of passion that you wanted to see from the two key players who For were sure. playing opposite each other in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Alex Johnson try in the 73rd minute to keep the fight alive, you know, they did seem to grow in confidence throughout the game. Um, and as shown by Cody Walker earlier on in the match, when they spent time down in Penrith's half and got some attacking possession, they were able to score points. It looked like that. Um, but Penrith just, just dominated. I think they dominated through the middle, which... Hasn't happened to Souths a lot this year. I mean, mm. like Cam Murray put in 50-plus tackles, didn't miss one, but he looked off his feet for, for most of the game. He, yeah. he was knackered. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty unbelievable effort. I think that, oh, gee, if South had gotten the win, the Clive Churchill could have gone to Murray, Walker, 
um, you know, either of them really. I thought, yeah, it was just like we were sort of talking about coming into the game. It was both players had their key half in Cleary and Walker and their 13 just steering their team around all night and it was just invaluable. It was a good showing of, you know, modern locks in Yo and Murray. Harvey, I want to congratulate you because you successfully picked the first try scorer. Well done. Matt Burton. Thank you. First one yeah. to get over. Did you, have, when that one did you have a bet on it on sports bet at all? I didn't. No, I was purely for pride. That, that, um, yeah, that claim that yeah. Matty Burton crossed the line. He looked good. And th- yeah, it was 16 minutes in or so. And he thought they could do this again. They could just keep going to that edge and, and forcing that, that read because I think it was Campbell Graham coming in. Um, who I also spoke about in the last episode or the preview being a really strong mm. defensive center. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty yeah, it was a pretty soft, soft try by by that that edge's standards. Graham just misread it, came in, yeah. I think. Yeah. Trying to help Reynolds, I think. But again, it was only the once that, that happened, really. And mm. they they whatever miscommunication was going on or misread occurred, they fixed it quick sharp and yeah, that, that was sort of the most threatening they looked really with ball in hand, um, mm. despite spending most of their time down, down Rabideau's end of the pitch. Yeah, um, absolutely. And congratulations to um, myself as well for successfully picking the Clive Churchill medalist. Uh, well done to me. Congratulations. Thank yep. Thank you. Thank you. Nathan Cleary, who would have thought? <laughs> it was just, um, I went bold. <laughs> an, yeah, out I there pick. Bold with that one. Uh, <laughs> so between us, you know, if you start to fuse our predictions together, we've almost gotten it spot on you know mm. you had Burton for the first try scorer I had Cleary for the Clive Churchill you had it to be a very close game you know your margin was one and ended up being two yeah well, I, if, if it went to golden point or extra time that would have been I would have taken that as, as mm. a victory yeah I had Panthers to finish the game on 14 points uh although I I, I unfortunately for South fans I, I didn't have them scoring a single try so they got two well done I was very impressed. I they really yeah showed up because I feel like sometimes it was definitely hyped up this grand final as one that was going to be a close one potentially one for the ages, and I feel like sometimes when that happens, you, I was just a bit weary of like potentially being a bit disappointed. I thought, oh, but then you look at the entire the year as a whole. You look at Panthers having been such a like strong team for most of the year. It was Panthers and Melbourne way above the rest of the competition and then yeah. Souths and, and whoever was in fourth with them would, would be, you know, a bit underneath. So for Souths to not only make the grand final, but to, you know, lose by two points against against the Panthers, that's a, that's a phenomenal effort. And let's not forget, they beat them earlier on in the final series. Mm. They earned their spot there. Everybody's talking about it being Penrith versus the, versus the Storm as a grand final rematch, but... Penrith had to go the hard way and, and play through the knockout stages, beat the Eels, um, beat the Storm in the semi-final before getting a shot at the Rabbitohs again. And so it was fully deserved when final season comes around. Um, throughout the season and probably over the last two years, you'd have to say that Penrith have been the better side, um, if not mm. the best side in the comp. And they went awfully close last year. They managed to climb Everest, as as Cleary said, uh, this year, and you can bet they'll be the favourites going around next year as well. Well, so, do you think they can? Can they go back to back in twenty twenty two? I I don't see why not. 
mm. because I, the way that they play, it's so much threat across the park. Yes, there are players leaving that they'll have to fill voids with Burton moving on. So there's a center spot there, Capewell moving as well. Um, mm. but they're not impossible to replace. And yeah. with Nathan Cleary guiding a team around, it doesn't matter sort of who else is in the other 12 <laughs> spots, they're going to be competitive. If mm. he kicks like he did throughout this year and moving forward, um, yeah. and they've got the combinations there as well in all the key spots. Yo, Luai, um, Dylan Edwards played strongly as well. All linked. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I mean, Larry. yeah, it should be simple enough, really. Burton goes, put, put Crichton back into his preferred center position, and then you bring in Charlie Staines on the wing. I, I'd assume that's what they would, they'd be looking at doing next year. Yeah. Um, they've got Liam Martin, who was coming off the bench this year for Kurt Capewell, probably probably the most effective bench second rower in the competition this year. So, yeah, definitely their starting 13 isn't looking too, um, yeah, too cut up. But um, No, not at all. So I think, yeah, they can be driven on to success from and the other here thing, on out. Yeah, and the other thing is that usually, you know, a team wins a premiership and then it's like the next year they go from, from being the hunters to being the hunted. But... Panthers were already the hunted this year based on their incredible season last year, their grand final last year. So they, they're they a young side and people say like, oh, post-grand final, they, they might not be able to back it up. But they already kind of have. They've backed up. They've already backed up the season that they had last year and then gone one better. So, I, yeah, I, I, I just don't think... I don't think it's going to go to their heads. I think they'll... Yeah, be prepared. Come back. I know Ivan said in a joking way in his press conference that he couldn't give a shit about next year at this point, but mm. <laughs> but um, I think that'll all change come November once yeah, preseason sure. begins. And I think there's there's such a collective already. Like so many local juniors who have played together from a young age. They're a group of friends. You can see that on and off the pitch. Mm. Um, and so, if anything, this this premiership is going to bring them closer together and provide more motivation. Whereas, in other clubs throughout that have tasted success, it's you know being the success that has kept them together. Whereas you kind of feel like this Penrith side, if they lost this year again, they all would have stuck around, been putting in even you know more effort for their mates yeah. to go one better next year. So, yeah, I think they're a force. That's for sure. That's it. I want to now. Uh rewind a little bit all the way back to March 
this year mm. uh, when our podcast was just a little baby, only four episodes old. The season hadn't even begun. We weren't even, you know, NRL season podcasters. We were still not really sure what was going to happen if the se- once the season began. We didn't know if we'd last the entire <laughs> season, but here we are. Very proud of us. Um, and we made, we made, oh, should we start with, I guess, well, I guess the grand final predictions that we made at the start of the year. Yeah, um, for sure. One thing I'm noticing is that we both had Souths in there, so well done to us. Yeah, we did. Um, we I went for Souths versus the Storm, which nearly it almost happened. The case, um, and I, I had the Rabbitohs to win, mm. which unfortunately they couldn't do. Yeah, no, and mine was you? a bit further off. I had Souths coming up against the Raiders, a a team which I I feel like <laughs> I feel like everyone had the Raiders in their top eight, if not top four this year, uh, especially based on, you know, their, you know, they made the grand final in 2019 and their team coming into this year was still not that different from their 2019 team. No, I think the George Williams exit hurt them Absolutely. a lot. The Joe, Tarpany, the Joe Tarpany drama, uh, Ricky yeah. Stewart for a period seemed to have lost the dressing room, but he seems to have regained mm. the dressing room a little bit heading Heading into next season, that's right. so that's good. They were missing Charns as well with injury for most yeah. of the year, so that's a loss. And obviously Hodgson set down from captaincy, so there was some drama there. Yeah, and Whiten, um, Whiten who was the the consistent member of the spine throughout the entire year, seemed uh, when you know, I feel like they needed him to to be on during all of that period, and I feel yeah. like he was quite affected by. You know, shuffles, having to have fill-in fullbacks, having a change of half pairing, new hookers. Like, I feel like, yeah, it just, the spine was completely disrupted this entire year. So <laughs> I had the I had the Raiders as the Premiers as well to defeat the <laughs> Rabbitohs in the grand final. I, so, I was so confident about them this year. I just thought they had all the pieces coming together and I guess it's a mad shame. They lost John Bateman, so... Um, mm. That's a big, big loss. loss. That's a bigger loss than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's right. Curtis Scott came to the club. Or was that last year? He was there last no, year. No, he's been he? there a couple of he's years. He's been there a couple of years. Hasn't produced anything like what he could do at the Storm, which um, is similar for a lot of players. Yeah. What, are the, what, what have we got? Our ladder predictions. I'm trying to think of what are the most <laughs> ridiculous ladder predictions. I mean, you had Seagulls to miss the eight. Yeah, um, I had the Seagulls. And I only had them at seventh. Yeah, they, they exceeded both those expectations. I had the Tigers at fifth, so there you go. Shows yeah, how one-eyed, just, one-eyed just I am. Bias. Yeah. yeah, it's massive bias. Had the Cowboys eighth. I had Cowboys making my top eight. I thought that Todd Payton would bring a a, a refreshing point of mm. view to the club. Um, Hasn't been the case. We no. both had the Dragons to finish for the with the wooden spoon. They ended uh, up eleventh. Yeah. It was the Bulldogs who I had thirteenth, and you had tenth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. It, it almost looks like you were predicting for twenty twenty two, not twenty twenty one. Um. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. You know, tenth. Will they? <laughs> will, yeah, I don't even know. We both had the. I oh know you had eels at eighth, but I had eels outside the top eight. So I was absolute. I'm an absolute shocker of a ladder predictor. I've got Raiders it's all right, second. There's always next year, you know, you learn. It's horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> At least you had Rabbitohs, Storm, Panthers as your top three. So that's well done. Yeah, I picked the top three. So and that's you had good. Roosters Wrong order. fifth, which was actually where exactly where they placed. 
Yeah, Titans and uh, six. Titans. The only team uh, that you've missed was Ra- Raiders. Um, and the team that made it that you didn't have was the Knights. Knights. And that's even that's 10th. So honestly, you've done pretty well there. You've done pretty well. I, I'm absolutely horrified by what I've come up with in my prediction. <laughs> that's just don't listen to me next year when it comes time to make <laughs> predictions all again because that oh. is horrific. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it'll take it in terms of having good years and bad years, you know? Oh, God. And if you think I was horrific in the latter predictions, I mean, I feel like my, my uh, Dally M predictions were even worse. I don't know. So, you had Cody Walker as your Dally M medalist, and he wasn't far off. He wasn't far. I guess I, I had I David did, Fafita. I, did, ha- I did have Cody Walker and Nathan Cleary as my 5'8 and half back of the year. So I'm happy with that. Happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I had George Williams as my half back of the year, and that. <laughs> I think, the key, never gonna happen. I think the key thing, the key thing with all of this is the name that doesn't feature anywhere in our Dally M predictions from the start of the year. The man that we and a lot of people just did not see having the unbelievable year that he had, Tom Jaboyevich. Like, yeah, especially I mean, given that when we made these predictions, he was injured uh, and going to be missing the start of the season. Um, and we didn't know he'd had issues with his hammy before. So, we didn't know how much of the season he'd play. But then to not only come back, remain uninjured, play Origin, you know, uh, be the Dalian medalist, almost almost single-handedly take Manly to the top four. That's just... I mean, I just simply think there isn't a player that has a, the influence on a team that he does. Yeah. Um, no. Not just this year, but in the last decade or so. No, I'd it, say... It's I'd, insane. He's ahead of... Cleary and um and Walker respectively for their clubs. I think you know, yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah the the I I, I don't know. He's just he's just he lost a, for words. He's a freak. He, he I'm, was absolute, that immense. I'm absolutely yeah. lost for words. Mm. So yeah, just helpful we, in a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean everybody's um, applauded his performances this year. We don't need to. Keep doing so. He's heard it all before. Mm. And I'm just hoping that he comes back next year even better, you know? Once again, He's on only the way, improve. I had Ricky Stewart as my coach of the year. So, <laughs> and, and given the year he had drama field in his coaching, that, that's a bit of a shock. I had James Tamo as my captain of the year. There's the mm. bias. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a shocker. Oh, you had Roger Tuovasa Sheck as your captain of the year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he abandoned them. Ba- I mean, not, no, it's, that's a very harsh call. He's on what abandoned them. Um, he first. moved back to New, New, New Zealand. Mm. Um, but, you know, nobody tipped uh, Sam Walker for rookie. We both went with Josh Schuster. Well, yeah, we didn't know if Sam Walker was going to. Yeah, once again, it was no. based on the fact that Schuster had played a smidge of first grade and we were both very impressed by what we'd seen of him and we obviously went to the trial game yeah, at the start of the year the between Tigers. Tiger, the Tigers and Manly. Remember after that game? I mean, while we're on this, while we're on this reflection, <laughs> after that game, I was so happy and you were so like d- deflated about Manly's chances for this year. You were like, I'm really worried about us for this year. And I was like, oh, mate, did you see the... They're the mateship out there that they were all there for each other. Um, I was loving what I was seeing from Dane Laurie and even Luke Brooks was looking really like strong. I mean, Laurie looked good from day one, didn't he? he he's a class signing. Yeah, somebody you should build. Oh, he's around. someone that I'm that I'm very happy to to you know have confidence in going into next year. Yeah. Um, 
In saying yeah. that, though, the trade for him or the swap was Momorowski. Yeah. He's now gone on and won a grand premiership final. winning centre. He finally, <laughs> yeah. finally got to play in a grand final team because he's been part of two grand final squads already. He's now, made, now yeah. make it three. The Tigers are the only club he's been at out of the four where he did not win a premiership. So that's that's pretty unbelievable. Well, do you think they should have let him go then? Or overall, how do you think your transfers went look, for the Tigers this year? Look, this is the thing is we had Laurie, Dane Laurie signed for 2022 originally. And then we were so keen to get him that we're basically just like to Panthers, like how, how can we, how can we get him for 2021? And then, you know, we offered them, I think we offered them Tommy Talau or like someone and they were like, no. And then they wanted Paul Momorowski. Um, so either way, we were going to get Laurie. Yeah. So obviously now I can, with hindsight, look back and go, we should have kept Momorowski for this year and we would have got Laurie next year. Then we could have had them both. Um, but obviously you can't do that at the time. Obviously the club thought that they were going to have a better season than they did. They thought they might make the top eight potentially. They had a bunch of new recruits. You know, At the time, I think I backed their judgment in doing what they did. But obviously... Well, the Tigers given, have great judgment. Don't yeah. They? Um, it was, look, we, <laughs> they, they thought, oh, we've got James Roberts and Joey Leilua in the centres. We don't need Paul Momorowski this year. Yeah, um, there's no concerns there. But it shows the fact that Ivan Cleary had faith in him to move Steve Crichton to the wing because of Momorowski's defensive abilities as a centre, mm. that proved to be almost the difference. I think that, yeah, Crichton did a great job on the wing um, and it meant that they had a stronger um, defensive back line. So yeah, sure. on hindsight, no, I would have not done the trade. I would have kept Momorowski and then got Dane Laurie this year. But, you know... At the time, you know, at the time, if you asked me, yeah. I would have, I would have said. Yeah. What about other Tigers boys? Tarmau, Dewey. I mean, they still look good, don't they? <laughs> well, Dewey, uh, Dewey, absolutely. He, he. Yeah, we've sung his praises. Uh, yeah, I love Dewey. Um, I think he's he's the man to to build the club around going forward. He is a junior of the club, so the fact that he got away to South Sydney at all it was disappointing. So happy yeah. to have him back. I think he's not someone to mistreat like we have done with club juniors in the past um but really for me it's dewey laurie um luciano Lua, stefano utoikamano they're they're the big four i'd put them on contracts that last three four years etc um and to be honest a lot of the other guys in that squad are expendable to me at mm. the moment i think but i think it's fair like yeah. this is a side that hasn't made the top eight in a decade yeah. And so if you're not viewing the players in a squad that's finishing in the bottom four as, you know, mm. um, yeah, as rooms or areas for improvement, then uh, you don't have a very good view of the club, I don't think. So no. anyway, yeah, I think before, before this turns into a West Tigers season review, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll close on, on, on a final note about the great grand final that was the Penrith Panthers v the South Sydney. Rabbitohs, one word to describe the grand final, Harvey. One word. I'm not sure if this word's got a hyphen in it, but I'm just <laughs> going to say arm wrestle. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that works. Might be two words, but I think it was just a complete arm wrestle the whole mm. way through. Mm. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with. Poor. Um, what's a poor word? Hot. What's a That's word a for word. when like someone doesn't let you down? 
Um, reliable. Reli- it was a reliable grand final. <laughs> a reliable grand final. Thank you, Panthers and Rabbitohs, for your rely. I can rely on you next time I see you guys. So in that the was grand the back final. page on, on Monday morning, wasn't it? Reliable. Reli- <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah, what a game. Sure, feel so. good all games. This has been a reliable game. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now we've just got to wait all summer till March rolls around and Jeez. we get another taste of the NRL action. Couldn't have said it better myself, Harvey. Well, it's, what, what, a, what, a, what a season. <laughs> what a season. Yeah, and, uh, until next time, I suppose. Bye-bye. 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 A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.